1: We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com.
0: This week, we discuss the new patch to hit the servers, a few new workshop modes, and more news about Overwatch 2.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast, our special anniversary issue, which actually we're recording this, I think, a day before we actually recorded the first official episode last year. So we're like a little bit early, but hooray, we've we've almost
0: made it to a year as, t- as for time of recording. Technically, yeah. If this is like week 52 for us, then yeah, we, we've made it. Hooray. Oh my goodness. How does it feel, Kevin, to have been a podcaster for a year? It feels, uh, how can I describe it? It's kind of interesting, like considering that at first I thought like we were just going to be doing this like for a little bit we we honestly didn't know what we were going to do during the offseason because they no. they, they kind of <laughs> just like sprung this on us like near the finals and then, oh yeah we'll start it after the season starts and we're like wait what like <laughs> we're, we're going to be sitting here not talking about overwatch for like a month um but luckily we were able to just find stuff and now that it's been a year i think that we've definitely grown since the beginning like being able to be a little bit more concise, talk about our, you know, our game and really enjoy every aspect of it. Oh, yeah. Well, like, we had no idea what we were doing when we started this. Like, I had no idea what to, what to do, how to structure, how to talk
1: about it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe it. it's been, like, 52 weeks consistently of doing this. Like, how, do you, how do you feel like your understanding of, of the game has changed? uh over this this 52 weeks and how how does how does your approach to podcasting
0: overwatch differ from like your casting or your coaching um i feel like the podcast and coaching are kind of the same in a way um you're pretty much breaking down things and really discussing why certain aspects of the game uh, are working or not working um and you're able to really like dissect that and especially being able to watch, you know, the Overwatch League and then bring that knowledge down to, you know, your college players and figuring out, like, how they want to play their game, it really helps out. Just being like, all right, guys, like, I want you guys to watch this week of this game. And they're like, oh, okay. And so I make that their homework. I'm like, just watch one match of this and we'll discuss what we like and don't like. um, What we could try to implement and what, you know, it doesn't necessarily feel for our team. Um, And yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how all this plays out later down the line. I know we're in, you know, the coronavirus state still. Um, There's a lot of esports programs that are still trying to get off the ground. And being able to at least give you some knowledge and some things to look out for is just going to make the Overwatch scene just even stronger. And know if we do have a resurgence when overwatch 2 comes out uh we we know what we're going to be looking for
1: yeah yeah um how did podcast how does like the reality of what this podcast is in the process and what it's become how did that differ aside from like it lasting much longer than either of us anticipated
0: how does that
1: um differ from what you expected going into this
0: i honestly thought that it was just going to be us like just chatting about the games themselves just having a nice like round table discussion like after every week and that's kind of what it was it kind of became that mm-hmm. and i that, that's kind of what i was expecting going into it um i thought we were gonna have to be like more analytic i thought like more people were gonna like be on our case and be like you didn't talk about choice stats on this map <laughs> i'm like oh no oh, God, I, <laughs> like, I hate stats though yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to pull up. Like, okay, I don't, I don't know exact numbers. Please don't roast me. Um, I, all I know is like, you know, when good Overwatch is played, you you gotta recognize that and right. realize how that's working, why this is working, um, and will teams actually be using it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's the main thing that I've been taking away from a lot of this. Like, if if our fans had asked us to
1: do stats i would have been completely useless like i got a c like the only c i've ever gotten was in stats because i got and like i got a d on one of my midterms so i was very happy to pass with a c in stats so please don't ask us i mean if you ask us to do it we'll do it i just can't guarantee i'll be good at
0: it <laughs> yeah um i went to art school so i don't know what numbers are uh (laughs) just kidding no but in in all honesty it's just really difficult for me to like nail down everything i hope that you know they they watch the game they enjoy the game and they don't need you know damage numbers or anything just be like yeah it was a good game go watch it if you really want the numbers i mean that's what they have have
1: stats on there and like their stats on the website i believe too
0: exactly so if if you need the stats, just go go and take them from the site. like we we're not gonna stop you.
1: yeah also interesting. I was telling Kevin right before I hit the record button, like but our numbers are weird this is we're recording this on the first day of September, and like already we have twenty downloads for for today, so I mean, like we haven't even released a new episode this this month, so that's uh that's an interesting uh twenty downloads, so thanks to you guys who downloaded it this month. Uh, last month we did hit over 200 so I'm really happy. We are growing.
0: Yeah, growing
1: and it's happy. But still, guess how many people like actually messaged or emailed me with suggestions for what to do?
0: Kevin? Zero. Yeah,
1: zero. Guys, come on. <laughs> come on. Like we're we're offering you like a nice cool prize if you like email us a, a suggestion. So like since technically we haven't hit the year mark yet, we're a day early. Like I guess we'll like leave it a week open. So Please interact with us. We want to interact with you guys. Like, say hi. We can't bite you from this far, and we don't really bite anyway. At least I don't. Kevin, do you bite?
0: Uh, <laughs> depends on what they taste like. Uh, I'm in it for the flavor.
1: <laughs> Kevin might bite, but he, he can't bite you now because of COVID. So I think you're safe, at least for now. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's definitely been an informative route for for the both of us like since starting doing this i remember last year i first heard about this opportunity um i was just on linkedin and i was working for the la asian pacific film festival which i am working for again this year and then i saw it on linkedin and i just message or sent in an application messaging back and forth and then finally it's like hey you're gonna partner with this guy kevin do a podcast on overwatch and yeah, that's what that's how that happened. And then now I work on another podcast doing editing. Um, I was turned down from Spotify twice for a podcasting job, but one of them was only because I'm not available until the end of October. Otherwise, I might have been able to get a job there. But so, like, my life has been like full left
0: turned into podcasting now. How did you find out about this this gig, Kevin? Um, they were they actually reached out to me in a way. Um, really. They were saying, "Hey, we want to branch into the esports market in a way and they wanted to make it actually they wanted to start localized." And I was like, "Just SF, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, if, is that possible?" And I'm like, "There's not a lot of teams that just claim that they're from the Bay Area." But I told them like, "You know, the San Francisco Shock are they claim, you know, SF this is our hometown. This is where we we're from." There are esports like organizations that are located in this area um, such as like evil geniuses and team liquid is another really big one that's around here so those guys would be okay to focus on but that only leaves you with that little bit and i it uh-huh. was hard to explain to you know the higher upside hey esports isn't as like one location kind of deal it's more like you you like an organization and you follow that and they're like, all right, do you want to do all of esports? And I'm like, oh, geez, like that's that's a lot to ask for. I'm like, I can specialize in Overwatch. Yeah. And so I told them like, OK, well, I feel like the best thing to do now is to just specialize in one game. And right now, for me, at least I could speak the most on Overwatch. And right, they're right. like, oh, OK, so what they did at that point is like they just said, OK, we'll try to find you a co-host. And I'm like okay so (laughs) i was just chilling there and i was like okay well if we if we start this it's nice if not you know i'm just gonna be here coaching my team still telling them you know we we focus on x y and z um but when they called back and said like hey yeah you're you're gonna team up with matt and i'm like okay that's cool we get to get to figure out how all this works so now that we have this whole podcast routine down it's a lot easier for me to even go to my players and tell them like if you if you want to know what i think about this patch just listen to the podcast you, you guys have time <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't need a rant about this twice <laughs> it's already recorded you can go back and listen to it on your own time yeah, yeah. It's, it's whenever whenever you feel like it you're like no, no pressure just you know listen to my podcast <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: i was like when, when they came to me too they're like yeah you're gonna do a podcast on all of esports and i'm like Oh no, I have to learn <laughs> PUBG. I have to learn Fortnite. I have to learn StarCraft. I have to learn WoW. I have to learn Dota. And I'm like, I was I was gonna I was going kind of crazy because I was like preparing to like YouTube deep dive on mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And then like, you know what? Screw it, let's do Overwatch. And I'm like, thank God. Oh my yeah. god. So much less stress. Cause like I actually play Overwatch and I know Overwatch and I've been
0: watching the
1: league, so so much easier, Oh, my God.
0: yeah, it's all it's a lot easier to digest that way, too. We don't really have to worry about all the craziness that is the eSport. So, yeah, I'm glad that we don't have to go over everything, which I feel like slowly now, because of the the current trajectory of Overwatch, we can start just branching into like general gaming. Um, but we don't want to do like you know hardcore esports talk every week. Uh, there's too much, yeah. We lose our freaking minds, like, there's no way how I'm keeping up with every single esport that's going on right now. What do you think of podcasting just as a
1: medium overall and, and the explosion that it's had?
0: I, I like it, I like it a lot just because it is an easier format to digest. Mm-hmm. I know that. At first, like I'm at first I really didn't like podcasts and I would like sit and watch like YouTube videos a lot more. But now that I realize, you know, you can listen to this while doing other things. I'm like, whoa, I don't have to commit my eyes to something. <laughs> like, I can just only commit my ears to it. So like listening to podcasts is a lot easier for me to digest in not only like on your drive to work, if you drive to work now, um, or like while on the treadmill like i could listen to podcasts it's just easier to do like yeah it's just an easier format um yeah and I, I really do enjoy the way how people can just get access to it like honestly thank you to everybody who's listening or listened to us over the year uh one year but the single yeah singular. the single year i i didn't add the s i almost did but yeah um over the course of this whole year, it's really a great experience, and we probably wouldn't be continuing it on if it weren't for a lot of you guys listening to it. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, uh, I
1: at first I was like the same with you, like I didn't really get podcasts, but like my friend Michael Sherman, shout out to you, Sherm, who uh is an assistant to Anna Ferris, and like he told me to listen to her podcast. So I did, and it was pretty cool. And then I got into listening to my favorite murder, and then that just spiraled into c- listening to Serial, and then the Good News podcast, and then it, it's your fault, Sherman. It's your fault that I'm in this. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, thanks to Sherman for introducing me to the world podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening. Um, please email us; like, we want to say thank you. Like, just give us your ideas, and we'll we'll find a way. We'll we'll do it please we want to talk to y'all anyway how has your actual week been kevin what have you been doing what's what's been
0: on your mind um i've been working out a lot more just because there's only two things you can do in quarantine and that is eat and lay lay around so most of my day has been like I'll work out for like part of the day my arms are spaghetti right now um because i did arms yesterday but yeah, it's been that streaming games and playing games and just trying to get a lot more content up, you know, other than like this podcast is amazing. Like, honestly, just having something that I can go to every week and know, OK, yeah, this is where I get to do my Overwatch spiel. The then, structure of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm playing a lot of Among Us with friends um that is a lot to take in um it's a lot of detective work that i really i enjoy if it if it's fun otherwise like it's just stressful other than that just chilling getting ready for a pokemon stream that's another thing that i've been like prepping for for the past couple weeks um and yeah because today's the first of september um there is a new change coming out for pokemon i don't know if any of our listeners are like pokemon fans but uh they implemented a ban list in pokemon oh the first wow. time ever so the new season starts today so i'm going to be hopping in on this this one where we can't play certain pokemon and just see how far i can take it like what are some pokemon that have been banned that you know of uh there are a total of 16 pokemon that were banned um and a lot of them are like mainstay staples in the in the meta uh at the moment so i mean one of the big ones is like tyranitar corkle uh, venusaur um just a lot of like really strong pokemon in general um got hit by this list and so it's really changing the way how like everybody used to play like the same like variation, there was like six, maybe, maybe like eight Pokemon like total that you saw um, at any given time, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is the team that we play with, whatever, and everybody plays with the same team. Now that we have this band list, we're like, okay, who's the second best? <laughs> like, and um when it's about to come out, literally today, we're gonna see a lot of shakeups of like, okay. Who is good enough to be on this team? Uh, who are we bringing who who counters who and what's the current state of the of the game? So yeah, it's it's a it's another huge shakeup. It's like when the hero pools come out for the first time and people are like, all right, well, Tayo you're sitting on the bench this week. like <laughs> you have to figure out who you bring. I was
1: gonna say something pokemon related. I can't even remember what it was. But imagine, pretend I said something Pokemon related.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we are supposed to actually get a new DLC pretty soon, too. So, waiting on that to come out.
1: I have has- not, like, even done the first... I haven't even beaten the recent game. I got...
0: Mm-hmm. I have a problem with getting bored really fast. Yeah. And then I got really bored really fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's how it was for me, honestly. Like, I didn't want to get into Pokemon, like that much and i actually put it on like the the back burner for a long time um then i started watching a stupid amount of like competitive pokemon and i'm like wait hold on there's like a whole whole second like esport aspect of this like wait (laughs) i didn't know and it went from like oh i'm gonna casually catch some pokemon to being like wait, I have to get this Pokemon with this hidden ability then breed it with this adamant nature so I can get this? And I'm like, <laughs> why Why am I wasting my time doing this? And I'm not even competing yet. So uh, now that season six is in, I can maybe hop on the train and just see where it takes me. For sure.
1: I'm, I'm one of the people who plays Pokemon attack only. I, I don't
0: do step ups.
1: It's just brute force yeah. it.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's honestly, like, how a lot of people play, and it gets you through the story. Like, that's just yeah. an easier way to do it. Um, but, like, the competitive scene is, like, doubles. So there is a lot of, like, using turns to help your odd Pokemon uh-huh. or, like, redirection, like, follow me is actually a good move. Um, a whole bunch of just, like, extra steps to make sure that the game works out in your favor. And instead of bringing your whole party of six, you could only bring four. So you know a full team preview of six Pokemon, and then you get to pick which four you bring. So there's a whole secondary strategy to that too. For sure.
1: Um, On my end, uh, we haven't done the the stream yet for Spirited Away. That's going to be this Saturday. So getting ready for that. Some of my co's have not seen Spirited Away. So on one hand, that makes me sad inside. But on the other hand, they get to experience the magic of Spirited Away for the first time, and it's it's due to me. So that's like, yes, I, I I've spread the word of Miyazaki Sama. Um, on the on another thing that I'm doing is I haven't played, I haven't gamed pretty much at all this week, but we're doing this thing in camp. It's like an internal like game that we're doing where you like rack up points, and one of the things that you can do to get points is like do a puzzle. I don't have very many like jigsaw puzzles, so I've just been doing Sudoku for the past like couple days and i can i've gotten to the point where i can do a hard level in like under 30 minutes and i did an expert level one and it took me like 40 minutes um so yeah i've always hated sudoku but now it's like this is actually pretty chill
0: yeah i've been doing after like a really intense gaming session which like either scrims or coaching or finally actually playing a game that i wanted to play um i sit down and i do um i do Picross. that is my um that is my puzzle kind of deal so Picross is like the it's kind of like sudoku in a way where essentially they give you like a grid oh, usually it's like 15 by 15 or something like that and they give you numbers for like the rows and stuff um and then you just connect the dots and then at the very end it makes a whole picture um Depending on the grid and which boxes you fill, oh okay, but yeah, I've been doing that as like my relaxing like after after scrim oh, thing. okay, so,
1: I see now I'm, i I yeah. googled it, <laughs> okay, that's cool. All right. shall we get into actual overwatch things? because there are some overwatch things.
0: yeah, there's there's some, believe it or not, without games or all stuff oops i just crushed an ant
1: ew yeah there's ants in my bedroom right now um they're they're eating me slowly they've been a couple years ago um children cover your ears but a couple years ago we had ants and then i woke up one morning in pain because some of them were biting me in my no-no zone um this year they decided to eat my face so i'll wake up and they're like trying to eat my eyes thank god for eyelids um <laughs> but anyway Okay. So, first thing on the docket, the experimental patch that we we did not like last week, that went live to the actual server, so sucks for everybody. We all just got pretty much
0: super nerfed. Um should we go through the entire patch? Uh I mean, we can again, but it's pretty much the same <laughs> as last week. Um like literally everything of, went through. Yeah, everything went through. So, a lot of the ammo reduction things um happen to a lot of players or a lot of characters moira is now going to be a lot more skill based which yay i think that's that's Um, definitely a good one i think that that's that's a good one the little change to arisa is still not going to help the fact that her barrier is going to get shredded so that's a little sad i think Um, arisa
1: and widow are some of the hardest hit with this because arisa yes her her halt radius was shrunk even less and now her projectile speeds even slower and then Widow, you've got that huge fall off damage, and like your, your pretty much your ammo was hit too. So she's a lot less viable in in high pressure situations.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like Widow is gonna fall off just because of that fifty percent damage fall off. Um, that means that like you can't headshot people from a super far distance, which right. just means uh, Ash is gonna be even better. Honestly, like even if the damage is slightly reduced, it's still enough to deal a solid chunk. It's Uh, not like, it's not 50% down. It's not 50% down, but it's also 80% plus the 30% off of Mercy. Like that's still going to be within, you know, crit radius. Like you headshot somebody as Ash, well... Mercy is damage boosting you. You are gonna get the kill on a 200 HP. Mm-hmm. So that is the most important piece of this. I usually hate snipers, but I've just been trying out
1: Ash a lot more recently, and mm-hmm. I, I can play decently. Like I can I can get a nice play the game with a with a Bob, <laughs> while yeah. my body just ragdolls. So I didn't like the patch where Sigma got nerfed because Sigma was my main at this point. But now with everybody a little bit um a little less potent maybe i can go back to him but still uh the the shield nerf to signal was so brutal so i i really don't know who i'm gonna play at this point maybe going back to ryan probably yeah, yeah if i go Ryan, i have probably switch to like ryan diva and hog yeah you still can't but, play
0: sorry yeah yeah we're at this really weird like crossroad of a map um in terms of like where where we're at. Like the, the current meta, even after the last patch, was like Roadhog Zarya. Believe it or not, that is the current meta for like comp and even quick play right now. Just because if you have a barrier, it's gone. And if you have like damage, in other words, like you, you just erase people super quickly with Roadhog just because he's there. Um, and the Zarya is just mainly there to protect whoever gets hooked but yeah. also um, you could use it on the Roadhog when he's running away because like when you see a Roadhog below half HP and he's using take a breather like that's just a attempt to like go after him so if you bubble him at that moment you do get a lot of energy out of it so also the bubbles it- can really disrupt the pace of a fight because you have to stop shooting the damn bubble so you don't charge up the Zarya Exactly. Um, or you just force them to commit to the kill. And committing to the yeah. kill just makes me stronger. So, that's just the way how, at least I play Zarya. Like, there's two mindsets of Zarya players, and you just gotta know when to switch um, both of them. But I think honestly, the way how this patch rolls in, with also the changes to you know, the League is actually gonna get this, I don't know if we're gonna see the Roadhog zarya meta that we are used to seeing in our games right now um i do smell i don't know uh, a lot of dive potential mm-hmm. just because like okay well if you do run you know the roadhog zarya like you lack the ability to peel uh really well for your backline. so having full dives i feel like this is the time to shine if you are uh if you're chung you ha- you have that option um, you are gonna see he a lot of really the ball every time. yeah, you're gonna see a lot of really weird compositions coming up. So, um, and even with all these changes, I don't know if they're trying to slow down the gameplay or just give players more window of opportunity to get kills. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's kind of a weird patch. And I'm gonna have to take this to my team and discuss, you know what are we gonna give the new team, like, what are we gonna make them play? And yeah, we'll, yeah, it we'll
1: works. I wouldn't say they're trying to slow it down because I think the whole point of going away from double shield was to make it faster. So maybe, it's, maybe it's just the the opportunity for more kills at this point.
0: Yeah, they're just out here trying to get some uh, get some blood <laughs> on their hands. I'm down for that.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the next two stories we have have to do with the Hangzhou Spark. Um, these are kind of weird. Uh, they're just really weird. So the first one, um, Twitter's really thirsty. Gaming Twitter even more so. Um, they the, the Spark put a girl filter on to Adora, and they, the thirsty gamer boys thought he was a little bit too uh, adorable. Um, I let me look at the, uh, the
0: comments on this because, yeech. I mean, the biggest one that I see is just Simp. <laughs> like <laughs> It's probably like the best way to like sum it up, but like, yeah, I mean, it, it was a trend for a while. Yeah, but yeah. But, like, just I, how
1: how hard everybody fell for this. Yeah, I like I like sold this one. Something is rising,
0: and it isn't my SR. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is very true. Uh, but yeah, honestly, like, the the face filter thing was good. Um. But yeah, I. This just shows how how desperate people are right now. I mean, <laughs> people actually like believe this.
1: Like, there's one that says like, "I didn't know Adora was a girl <laughs> until now." I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Adora's yeah. not a girl. I, I don't know. Like, we're we're pretty. We've it's been pretty well established that the only female player is Giggory. Yeah. Um, this is uh This is like imagine if Adora was a girl this entire time and we're only figuring this out now. How how much sadder do you
0: would that be sadder? Do you think? Uh, no. I, I think that everybody would be on the Adora train uh and just be like, Yep, this is yep, we we simp hard for this now. This is our this is our queen. Um yeah. There's another they,
1: comment, what's her at? Yeah.
0: <laughs> At at Adora, O W. Oh, <laughs> like
1: no. this is just just gets worse. Like there's a lot of just random ones, but like every single time there's an actual like substantial comment, it's just getting worse.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's pretty bad. I'll
0: just
1: oh Stop. boy, gaming Twitter. Come on, guys, you got to be better than this. And gals, yeah. I mean, gals could be turned on by that too.
0: But I mean, yeah, the the,
1: the collective guys. Stop, get stop,
0: stop getting jabated by this. You clearly you know the truth. <laughs> Don't give in.
1: But honestly, expert troll move by the Spark. Like, this was yeah. expert trolling. Like, this it, is the trolling that doesn't hurt that anybody, need. but it's fantastic
0: even more because of that, that it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, is it going to be a... Uh... A new mascot for the spark or are we getting something <laughs> else
1: I, I mean i think i think we we kind of have something else for them now like i never under really understood their uh their logo their the the finger gun is mm-hmm. that that's a finger gun right they're doing the finger yes gun? it is okay. it is a,
0: there's I don't know a reference what that, has that, to that do my with type barks yeah my my culture my people understand this quite well okay um, so, uh, did did you want to get into it, or do you want me to? Please, please explain. Well,
1: I mean, is it from the? Is it from what we're gonna talk about next? Is that what yes? It want? is. Okay, you you should talk about it because you understand it.
0: Okay, so hello, weebs. Uh, we're about to get into this. The reason hello why the weebs, Hello, hello, <laughs> weebs. Here we go. Um, so the Hangzhou Sparks logo for the longest time, they thought you know it's a it's a finger gun, right? Um, well, they finally announced that they are going to be partnering with a certain scientific railgun tee. So, um Misako Mikoto will actually have the jersey number 3 um, which has to do with the whole scientific railgun thing. So, hopefully we we get that whole binding together. We understand that Billy Billy is really on board with this and they actually are I think they signed on to, like, help co-produce the newest season of it. So, um, yeah, uh, Mikoto is known for shooting a coin between her fingers. Um, so she, like, that's her weapon of choice. It is a, literally a finger gun that shoots a a coin at people. Um, so she'll take, like, a dollar coin out of her pocket and, like, shoot a car in half. Like, that's just... Oh, <laughs> that, that's the whole joke behind this. Um, so a lot of us were saying, like, oh, the original name for the spark, by the way, was supposed to be the Hangzhou rail guns, but they couldn't get rail guns approved. So uh-huh. they went with the spark, and I'm like, okay, but they kept the finger gun thing. So I was like, it's just a matter of time before they finally, you know, make this make this jump, right? Like they have to do it at some point. So I'm really glad that they're giving her, you know number 3 um so we're 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 good now now the whole anime community and the Overwatch community could finally come together and say like yes we got a weeb team uh th- this is it
1: but can you explain to me like what the connection really is between this anime and the team cuz i'm just like i'm an often again on again weeb i still haven't caught up with my hero uh so i i'm kind of i'm kind of lost here kevin please please expand upon this idea
0: okay so billy billy is a video you know sharing company they are also the parent company of the hongzhou spark so they are the ones who oh you know actually put in the money and the funds for this um so they have both league of legends teams and overwatch teams that's like kind of where they they kind of, like, live in a way, um, but they also have a lot of, like, money in terms of, like, anime property, I, so to say. Um, if you guys have ever played, you know, a couple of these games, like, if you if you are into gotcha games, um, you've probably heard of at least one of these. So, Billy Billy owns the Chinese market for Bang Dream, Girls Frontline, which I love. Um, Fate Grand Order, Azur Lane, and Arc Order—they own all of those like games in China. Like that's their that that's like their domain. So on top of that, they also helped fund a certain scientific railgun. So that's why the the whole the whole connection thing there is there for the whole reason. So yeah. It's it's really good, is they they're just showing like yeah we we have control of this and this, but we finally want to like bridge the gap between our our anime counterpart and our actual team. So that's why like I I love their artists who they decided to pick up for like their promotional art. It's all like cutesy and stuff like that. When they had the regular season matches, um, I I don't know where it is, but like there was. A long time ago they used to do like promotional art between who they're facing and um and their own little mascot, which is like the Billy Billy TV like mascot. And regardless of if they won or won or lost, they had like promotional art like ready. So it was really, really good. Um I, I just like the way how they deal with it. Well now I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not out of nowhere it's like it's been around for a little bit so it was just a matter of time before they bridged that gap but i'm glad that they finally made it a thing because we've been kind of the weeb community is like okay well we really aren't connected to you know the spark or in any way so now that they're saying like okay yeah you know what we're retiring the number three jersey for an anime character that's literally the property of you know the logo on their jerseys like that you have to say like okay now we're bridging the gap so it's just a matter of time before they they make the full jump yeah and like this is now the weeb team like we need this yeah see this is how
1: you cater to fans
0: yeah this is how you cater to the whole you know hardcore railgun fans and this is this is exactly the reason why they gave it yeah to to them so yeah
1: okay um while we're on twitter i'm i I was just looking on the uh different hashtags and whatnot and um, among other things like no simp september and happy birthday zendaya um GameSpot was trending so i looked into it and i want to know what your thoughts on this kevin are but uh, GameSpot is in hot water for trying to use esports. They're they're going along with like the esports advertising joining the military thing, which has been a huge. It's been a very big political thing in um in America right now. Like um on Twitch, like the U.S. Army has their own uh channel for for esports and streaming, and they have like these giveaways that, and, and I guess in essence, you're they're using it to recruit kids to join the military um AOC uh Alexandria uh Ocasio-Cortez was very against it and she brought it up but I think I believe she was shot down on that um thankfully I think Overwatch hasn't gotten into advertising with the military yet but I'm personally against doing that uh, using such a, a platform to advertise to people so young um who really don't understand what they're getting into when they they sign up for this recruiting
0: uh what are your thoughts on on this kevin uh yeah I, i'm really not a fan of this but i i know that this is what they were doing so um I, how I was widespread on- is it really in twitch because i ha- i'm not really on twitch so I'd, i i okay. only know
1: like the, the news story aspect of it
0: i wouldn't say that like they're really big on twitch I would just say that they are trying to get their hands in a lot of esports events, uh, a lot more recently, at least. Um, I I still don't think I could disclose this full like thing that I was on, um, but I was on a project that had to do with following esports and these trends. And one of the stories was that like the U.S. Army, the Navy, the Air Force are teaming up with a lot of esports tournaments to become a sponsor. Um, and also have tents at like events such as such as like PAX and like other gaming conventions in general uh not only to like say like oh yeah we're into esports but to also like attempt recruiting in a way there Mm -hmm. so when I was watching it I was when I was reading it I honestly like didn't feel comfortable like reporting on it because I didn't I didn't think that this was in my you know something that we should really be tackling yeah but a lot of the older people are like oh yeah we should we should show that you know they're getting involved in this and i'm like yeah it's okay to mention it but like i don't i feel like i'm promoting them like mm-hmm. by by talking about this and i really don't want to um and eventually like i was able to push them off of the story and just say like you know what if they're at the things like let them figure that out like um but Yeah, they're saying, like, oh, yeah, we'll teach you the actual, like, comms and in-game skill to bring you to the next level and, like, be able to actually put it into practice. And I'm like, yeah, that's, like, literally militarizing, you know, certain games. Like, I understand, like, Call of Duty, like, it literally is a tactical shooter. Um, It is about, you know, being able to figure out where your opponents are um, using your utility and X, Y, and Z. And I get that. But at the same time, like you're trying to just recruit kids who have dreams of doing something big and just saying, like, okay, well, they, this is like the way how to get them in. Like the way how to recruit them is through esports and saying, like, oh, we have an esports program. When in reality, it's the same as like any other college. Like you have to work for your spot. If you want that spot on the team, you have to work for it. And yeah just because like it is an esports like thing doesn't mean that that's going to be like the entire focus of said college right like yeah, you're going to you're going to be recruited that means you are going to have to go to boot camp you understand that and you have to do all the training and stuff that goes apart like goes with it it's not like oh we're we're just recruiting you to play games it's not that way you're going to have to go through the ringer um of the whole course so yeah yeah I, i'm like really I, not like comfortable like with that being there but i mean it is a recruiting strategy and that is i mean if esports companies want to allow that then that's fine yeah like even when i was in
1: rotc in in high school like our rotc instructors like don't go into the military go to college you will have a much better chance at making it in life if you are going to college and like he was in the military he was army then went air force and he's like telling us like if this is absolutely what you want to do go for it but if if you're even having like an inkling of doubt like this is not for you um did you ever have like the military recruiters come to your high school and like have like the push-up competitions and all like their free giveaway stuff
0: um i i don't think we had that at our school because not going to lie, our school is pretty weak. (laughs) Like, we're academically strong, but, like, our football team had, like, absolutely no bulk whatsoever. Um, All of us were under six feet tall. Um, And, yeah, when you're playing up against, like, high schools with, like, real football people, you are going to get slapped. So I think ours was at, like, literally the bottom of the list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because, like, yeah, they came to our school and they had, like, these push-up and pull-up competitions and i think like there was one there was like a whole just big ass obstacle course that like of course everybody's gonna do it but to do it you have to like sign up for their uh their email blast or whatever um and i'm pretty sure everyone just gave them a fake email but like you could win some like pretty cool stuff like you could win like speakers i think like if you had the most push-ups by the end of the day you could win like a PS4 or something like that. They had like legit prizes so uh just seeing that and then seeing how much wider of a reach they can get with using a platform like Twitch like that's slippery slope. That's that's dangerous. So um that that's just something that I guess us in the US are are going to have to like see how it develops and see what the actual legality of this becomes. Cause it's, it's gotten up to the level of Congress. Like this is a real issue. Like, again, like you're the thing you always say, Kevin, esports is not a bubble. Sports is not a bubble.
0: Yeah. Sports does not exist in a bubble. And I mean, we, I don't want to get like super political, but like we saw the uh, NBA walkouts and the boycotts earlier this week as well. Um, that just proves like, you know, we don't, we don't just live in a bubble we don't well we they live in a bubble in a quarantine bubble but they're willing Uh, to at least take a stand and say like you know what this is what we're discussing and this is what we need to talk about Mm -hmm. okay to move on from uh well well,
1: you talked we were now we're talking about the covid bubble might as well move into this this next thing that I found. So there was uh, an article on Infamy Esports, which is a website that I've not been familiar with before, but someone posted this to uh, to, to Facebook, and it's an article about how COVID saved the Overwatch League. Um, it's written by Steven Ronaldson from Infamy Team Esports. Um, and just as an overview of of the points that he made throughout this article, he said that the stress of travel, the spread of illness, a potentially international, um, plus technical glitches, errors, incompetence at the beginning of the season, like having ads just mid-match or the giant crunch time thing across the screen with the uh, the casters, plus like the stress of changing hero pools and metas led to more retirements and drop of quality in play, and that was just killing the Overwatch League. But thankfully, due to this pandemic, it has, quote, rescued the league from diving headfirst into its own destruction by allowing them to to workshop uh, weekly hero pools monthly tournaments and then just just move strictly to online and they're hoping that next season is going to incorporate more online games and break the league up into regions now personally me reading this i agree they should definitely break it up into regions like we talked about way back at the beginning of all of this um, I do agree that they should do more online play because that's a uh, that's an avenue that esports have that traditional sports don't. Um, I agree that the weekly or that the monthly tournaments was an excellent move. They should shout out Monty for giving them the idea in the first place. He deserves that. Um, I agree that the stress of travel and the spread of illness was a very big issue, and I agree that the technical glitches, errors, and and just incompetent technological handling at the beginning of the season was a big issue, but saying that the stress of changing hero pools and metas led to more retirements is, I don't think that's true. I don't think it it led to dropping quality of play. I think it it made the players work harder. And then you can't, you can't in this article say that changing hero pools and metas was a bad thing, but then say that the pandemic saved the league by Allowing the dev team to explore changing weekly hero pools, um, I I don't know if if I agree that COVID saved the league. I agree that it forced them to adapt in a way that that ended up favorably, but I, I'm not really sure if I agree with the overall argument of the article that COVID was the best thing to happen to Overwatch.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you on majority most of these points honestly like um the the thing that I know this for they say how covid saved the Overwatch League um when I was doing that other thing that other story I guess I mean it's online already like the <laughs> the interview part but um I was able to talk one on one with Andy Miller who is the owner of the San Francisco Shock and He's talking from his perspective as an owner and as a you know as one of the managers of a team in this league. He said that this is actually a huge hit to a lot of them like even wanting to stay in the league. So this year was supposed to be their return of investment, which they put in like you know, they put in millions of dollars to be a part of this league um i think it was like there was like 5 million for like the initial buy-in and there was like 15 million for the second year and then like the year after that it was supposed to like go up again um if overwatch was to continue to be as popular as it is but this is just something that i was kind of sad to hear they were saying like the homestands initial the reason for having the home stands initially. Was to have people come back and like get a return of investment of the money that they poured into not only the player salaries, but to also just be a part of the league in general. Um, it was their time to make their money back. And, and I, at first, at least it was doing fairly well at, at the beginning. Yeah, During the homestands, it like I would have been at both homestands for San Francisco if like this wasn't going on. I would have been to the, um, to all the Valiant games yeah exactly so like that is really big for the investors um now that saying that you know this whole thing save the league it might have saved them in terms of like structure and technical issues mm. but the longevity in terms of the money that is necessary necessary to run this league is gonna run dry pretty soon um so that is the one thing that's really big Plaguing me, at least. Like, I feel for all the owners. They have to keep up with, you know, keeping the money and revenue flowing for not only their players, but also their organization um, and even their spot in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if there is no sign of like helping teams make their money back throughout this next, like, couple of seasons or whatever, or like, even if there is a next season. Um, if you start seeing less teams, like hmm. right now we have 20 teams in the league, right? Um, yeah. Like I can see them slowly like pulling back a couple teams and just saying, like, you know what? We're going to drop four teams. Like we're just going to have 16 teams. Makes the brackets easier. Like it, it also like it, it just cuts back on a whole bunch of things. Um, and also like certain organizations could back out. They could just say, like, you know, what we want to buy out. We don't, we don't want to be here anymore, um, and that could be a thing that could happen in the future. Um, I feel like all the technical issues that they had during the beginning of the year would have been fixed over time. I, I feel like they wouldn't keep doing the crunch time over the health bar and all that stuff. I think. I mean, that they did for the
1: longest time. It was It, it didn't go away quickly.
0: Yeah, like it it took them a while to do it but um yeah they just need to be more aware of that um and yeah if they're if they're talking about like you know players uh as well i feel like you know the I, we have to discuss valorant in in this whole discussion as well um when something new and shiny comes out a lot of people are going to be looking to make their break there and you we lost a lot of like players this year like not only to you know drama and whatever but also to like them wanting to move to a newer game and try to make their name there so i mean we the big one obviously the headliner was sinatra um he was doing really good on sentinels uh i'm I'm giving you know praise to him doing a lot of really good stuff um face clan has literally everyone else from the overwatch league who wanted to be on a valorant team so uh Zachary, Baby Bay, Corey, uh, Ruckus, they're all on that team. Um and yeah, it's just interesting. I don't think that the hero I think the hero pools would have still showed up whenever they wanted to. I don't think that was something that the the league was they they were probably gonna throw that in the mix anyways. I don't I think that pressure from other sides made them give us a hero pool. Um and yeah, I don't, honestly, in the long run, I do understand like, yeah, it this is one of the few games that can be played um, online. Um, the question then becomes, you know, lag and productions and all that stuff. Um, how is it not all together in one spot? So if there is troubleshooting that needs to be, there's the whole uh, issue of internet connection as well. So there's just a whole bunch of just stuff that's going on. Uh, to make this work. So I hope that in the end, I hope that the Overwatch League is okay enough to survive um, out of of this whole pandemic. But I don't think that the pandemic saved the League. I think, Mm -hmm. if anything, it cut their timeline even shorter. Their longevity is going to be shorter because now they don't have the money to keep going. Um, yeah definitely that, yeah that's gonna that's gonna hurt the pockets of the investors and i i'm pretty sure if you are an investor like if you're one of the bigger teams that you know may have, may own you know like octa gaming renegades phase clan nrg they're thinking about pulling out of this league just because there is no there there's no money there's no incentive for them to stay um so they're, yeah and everything moving to online doesn't really help them in any way shape or form so it is going to get really really tough i feel like it um at least for the the next year there's going to be a lot of or even maybe during the off season like after this season ends there's probably going to be a lot of stuff that comes forward with the league if we even have a league next year. And I'm saying that because of um, you know, the potentials of Overwatch 2. Like, Let's say if they have the Overwatch League, right? Um, when Overwatch 2 drops, um, are they going to move everybody over to Overwatch 2 immediately? Is it the same game, just with push mode? Or do we have to take another year? to take a year off see what everybody we'll see what everybody's doing in terms of like you know leaderboards like where people sit top 500 um team chemistry and all that and see if they move forward or like do you have to make a new overwatch league as well like what does that yeah. mean for the future so it, it's really rough because this is kind of the last this will be I mean this is the last year for overwatch one at least um, if overwatch 2 comes out and we make the transition over to that um, it would have to be at the beginning of the year it would have to be at the beginning of the season whenever that happens you know um, mm-hmm. but we'll see honestly I I feel like this is really good for restructuring the way how the how the overwatch league plays. But at the same time, like keeping your players and, and investors in the discussion it's really difficult for the Overwatch League. I think
1: my biggest worry right now is, if you remember at the beginning of Season 2, we had that huge die-off of contracts and people getting... Uh, season 3 uh, of them getting their contracts not renewed. It looks like that might be happening. It looks like Uber doesn't have his contract renewed. Um so th- that's I think my biggest worry we'll see how that goes if if the die off happens again I don't think there's going to be anybody left I think they need to to do their best to keep the staff that they already have and that's going to be key to whether or not they have the personnel the know-how and the rapport with the viewership to um continue so covid did not save the league um everybody i saw who read the article on facebook said the same thing that it it really hurt everybody except the the viewers cuz the viewers we i think we got the tournament format that we really wanted but business wise it's it's a mess
0: yeah business and player wise it's going to be pretty tough and i agree like the uh the talent is also t- feeling the hit you know um it's still like we're our hearts are still out for Zoe. Like she's not gonna be able to close out the season. Um but I I hope everything's going well for her. Um everybody in the Overwatch communities, uh their hearts and prayers are with her. But also when it comes down to the next year, how are you gonna keep your talent? Um I remember back in the day, like I'm I'm probably dating myself here, but um back in the early days of like dota like other esports there weren't commentators on your games and you would just watch gameplay in absolute silence and just watch the game that's kind of boring it's boring it's not the same and
1: so like i'll do that when i'm trying to figure out if i want to buy a game but if it's a game i have and i'm watching it because i want to see how
0: people play that's not you want to see the best of the best, and like sometimes you need you need a voice actually to break down what the hell's even going on. All right, like if you were to show your, if if I were to show my father the the fight between the Vancouver Titans in the San Francisco Shock at the end of you know the the stage thing, and you couldn't explain to him, you're just sitting there watching the screen, and you see. shatter followed by graviton surge, followed by you know a fire strike into an antinade, all that you wouldn't understand what's going on if you if you didn't know every single thing that was going on. You would just see a bunch of lights, um, and just be like, okay, one team's gone now, like that's it. So commentators do add a lot, and I I would I would know. I mean, I'm not hyping up just commentators. I'm hyping commentators in general, not just myself but that's just how it is. Like they add an extra layer to the broadcast that without them, you're going to lose a lot of the audience who follows it or is trying to get better at it. Um, And I hope that the league sees that and they either bring on new talent. I mean, let me, still doesn't have a contract. Uh, (laughs) Like she's good. There's, you know, boop speed me, Uh, a whole bunch of other casters who've been casting your game since the beginning. Um, If contracts fall through, like you need to make sure that you at least have that layer of cushion, you know? Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is like you putting your games on timers. And I, I understand that they do this a little bit, but like you have to have your commentators for your games but also have like you know the host and analyst to break it down during like the middle of matches when teams are getting ready um, and not necessarily to stall time but just to like get everybody in place so mm-hmm. yeah it is going to be it's going to be a rough next year i feel it yeah uh, all we can do is hope
1: that they figure out a way to keep it going through COVID, and then hopefully if and when it ends to transition into a more interactive model a more live model that will keep both everybody safe but also result in a return of in investment that's that's what we need um okay so i found some a couple of of things that i wanted to shout out because uh, there's a lot of really cool work being done in the workshop. I haven't tried these yet because I don't know if it'll translate onto the console version as opposed to the modes that are created on um, for PC. But there's one, someone turned Overwatch into a, a 2D-style fighting game. It's called Overwatch Fight Club. The code is BWJ7Z. Right now, there's only Doomfist, but you can call in like a support character from every one of the characters of Talon. It looks really fun. I, I'm going to try to do it on PlayStation. I don't know if it'll translate, but it looks really good. There's also another uh, fighting version of Overwatch. It's called Overfighter. The update came out today, so it, it added, I think, three more characters. That one's more like uh, a Tekken uh, open-world Mortal Kombat kind of game, not like modern Mortal Kombat, which went back to 2D. That code is NKNK9. Uh, try that out. And then there's a cool one that I, I saw that's just in time for getting ready for Halloween that y'all can try. It's called um, Glitch in the System. Let me, yeah. Yeah. Overwatch Glitch in the System. It's like, it's kind of like Slenderman where you're a character, you have to find like 10 orbs and then find the exit. But throughout the entire time, there's like sombras that are chasing you and like glitchy sombras and they'll they'll hack you and they'll try to kill you. And the more, the closer you get, the more Sombra's there are. Um, And once you finally get all 10, then there are random times when the screen will go black and it'll say like uh, one of Sombra's random, uh, random sayings, like everyone can be hacked or here I am. And like, it actually gets really creepy. So a lot of love to the people who spend the time to take the game that, the base game we have and develop it into these really cool modes. Like, I don't know how to code, but I imagine it takes such a long time to do. I wish that the development team would give these people some credit and give them some attention and love. And instead of putting Lucio Ball with two balls, maybe done something from the workshop because it, the community loves this game. And if you're not taking their ideas and giving them some recognition, like what, why should we love the game? Like, if we get something like another uninspired just tweak to uh, Sign this year instead of something like this, which has been fully made, and you can do, like, a four-player co-op on this, then Blizzard's really losing steam and, like, really not paying attention to the community at all.
0: Yeah. um, I just finished the documentary series on netflix called high score you haven't watched it watch it but um one of the episodes was actually on doom and how doom was able to pioneer like kind of the first workshop um and how they use that to kind of inspire other gamers to create their own like story and own game in a way so i feel like this is just kind of like a another one like that um where you know overwatch opened this workshop for players to experiment and create new game modes and all that stuff um i feel like if overwatch wants to really make this a good like full thing what they'll do is they'll they'll develop this into something that we could all play on their servers like even if it's polished like i honestly think that that the blizzard development team should just contact some of these you know, developers of these you know workshop games, and just say like, "Hey, we like the code. Can we make more assets for it, and then use it as like an official game mode?" Um, like that is all they need to ask. Like if we have that, like, um, like I remember the Halloween horror one with with Reaper, where if he gets closer, like your screen goes black and he like teleports right in front of your face. Um, it, it's super creepy, but it works. Um, But yeah, I hope that they are able to take some of these workshop games, polish it up, and then bring attention to the ones who actually made this game possible. Um, And instead of giving us Lucio Ball. I I mean, we're not just completely crapping on Lucio Ball, but we are. I am. Um, But like, same thing with the May Snowball stuff. Like, the the Snowball Offensive was really fun. Like, I, I thought that was like a solid mode when it first came out. Yeti Hunt was okay, but there are so many more things that you can work with, um, or in the workshop. Like I know that a lot of people don't play it, but there's like there's a there's a game for Mercy um, where you can't move. <laughs> you cannot use WASD. It is unbound, and the only way how you can move is through Guardian Angel. Um, so like flicking yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, and melee. It's a one-hit melee game, so essentially, the whole is it mercy game boxing? is it's like mercy boxing, but you gotta like fling yourself instead of <laughs> you can't just like dance around your opponent. You have to like so launch yourself out. So it's like the Fall Guys
1: them. version of mercy boxing.
0: <laughs> yes, um, so yeah, it's just a matter of time before we figure out what what's going on here. So I hope that the Overwatch development team looks at it and says this is what we want to do we want to like take some of these workshop games and polish them up and then you know especially around halloween time like glitch in the system would be a really fun one also the reaper reaper slender man one is really fun too so i hope that they have it um ready for you know halloween uh you you do have a month now oh geez (laughs) oh boy Um, Speaking
1: of the future of Overwatch, there is some hopeful rumor milling going around. Um, Metro, who's been a big leaker for Overwatch and is generally pretty accurate, has said that we should be expecting a beta or a full release first quarter next year after BlizzCon 2021. Um, That is, I think that's, you have to stick to that release schedule. Otherwise... Your games are dead, to be quite frank. Yeah. Like you haven't given us anything since last year. Um, you you've tweaked this game and tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it, and like there's, you've not given us a really interesting game mode in forever. Um, it's on its last legs. Like we we keep saying this every single time, but this now that this has been floated out in the air, if you don't stick to this, it's going to be even worse to you. Like had this not had had this leak not been potentially thrown out there um you probably would have been fine for the first half but now if it's not first quarter you're 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 dead you're screwed
0: yeah um they have to keep this momentum rolling if they don't release it by honestly we were saying first quarter like super late like spring is like dead last for for it to come out um i hope that this is exactly what we want like overwatch 2 has to be able to blow Valorant out of the water um just because they are right now at least butting heads um they are both fighting for that tactical shooter uh first person shooter most popular slot right now they are two completely different games like there's no way how you can well, there are some ways where you could transfer like some skills over from one to the other, but for the most part, it is like Overwatch is running gun. Like you're constantly moving. Uh, you stand still, you die. In Valorant, you have to stand still to get an accurate shot. So that's something that you that takes a lot to get used to. Um, but yeah, this whole thing of Overwatch Two coming out, it has to come out sooner than later, and if it is first quarter of next year or that we get a beta or even, you know, partial release, I'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, at at the very least you need to, you need a deliverable. So a beta at, at the very least, come on. It, it's, it's been so long guys. Not, you didn't even like, had they been slowly releasing little bits of information? Like, Oh, here's some character models. Oh, here, here's some things that we're thinking of doing for new maps. Here's, some tweaks that we're we're working on for the push mode or or just little bits of information like just to go along the way to keep us us fed and happy like we wouldn't be as adamant that you release it but like like it's like the JK Rowling model like I hate how JK Rowling does this with Harry Potter and there's a whole controversy on her right now on the internet that is is separate from this but what she did was she kept herself relevant by like just slowly releasing little bits of like tweets of of minor information about the world of Harry Potter and that just like the the fandom went rabid every time she she dropped something and it worked it, it kept her and her world relevant. Uh Overwatch hasn't done that. They haven't given us anything. They've just been expecting us to to faithfully remain quiet. So
0: yeah. Um we need another short please uh Hopefully, sometime soon. Hopefully, like right before. Like, imagine if they drop it. Well, never mind. Actually, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty. It's about time we we get another shirt. Um. But yeah, we we need something to fill the void and maybe even introduce us to more characters. Um, like we still don't know if we're getting. Give us something
1: to hope for. Like yeah,
0: like we're not gonna read your comics every time, but we will watch a cinematic. Um, they're so, so. beautiful.
1: That's like it's what got a lot of people into Blizzard is your cinematics. So use
0: use that legacy. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to save it for that Netflix TV show or whatever, like do it, but That's
1: too far in the future.
0: At least let us know what's up. All right. Like say like, oh yeah, we're working on it, that's why we don't have cinematic shorts. Just be like, okay, well, we understand that now. But I mean also this week, I mean, I finished Pokemon Twilight Wings. Have you ever heard of that series? No I haven't. Okay so Pokemon has been sitting quietly for a while. It's on YouTube um, but every other month or like every yeah like every other month they would release like a short 8 minute not even like even shorter than that like 6 minute like animation um, which talked about Pokemon Sword and Shield and like had a like, little bit of story so like why Nessa is like both a model and a and a gym leader, um hops, hops whole inspiration of becoming like his brother and stuff like that. And you get like little snippets of like what Galler is like, but they release that like once every other month, and it was it's great. It's animated so well. The the last scene you could do it in one sitting. Like you can watch all oh, seven. It's, from, it's officially like, from
1: the Pokemon company. Yeah,
0: it's officially from the Pokemon company. So. It's really good. I wish, like, if Overwatch released on the same schedule, like, people would still be invested in Overwatch just because we have a deep story and we understand everything that's going on. So I I wish that they were to release something like that. Like, even if they were to just get us to expect something, like, once every, every other month or every three months even, we would be so much more on board. Um, but we are slowly losing that grip. Um, of of players and at least immersive story. Like we kind of know everything that's gone on, and there's been stuff that's been retconned and so on and so forth. But I hope that they uh, they they keep us invested in the story one way or another. Mm-hmm. All right, the last thing that I have, it's not strictly Overwatch related,
1: but I think it'd be a fun thing to end on. But um, okay, so a- according to Facebook, I have not. I have not verified this because I'm scared what'll happen to my ads and my internet history. If I actually look this up, but there's this thing called never battle alone. Uh, it says e girl is coming. There's a website where you can pay a girl to play games with you for $5 a game. Um, I think it's, it's peak gamer. This is like peak peak neckbeard gamer five dollars
0: for a girl to play with you what this is like egirl.gg um in a way where yeah you you pay somebody to play a game with you so most people do it for content um but i've seen i've seen other like not egirls be on this like thing as well which i think is hilarious um I, I, like, but I think
1: like the, the the thing is like it's focusing
0: on like having an e girl with you. Yeah, it, I, I don't know h- how legal this is. <laughs> I mean, it seems very sketchy. It seems very sketch. but at the same time, like I guess if you could get okay, if you could get paid per game to play with like some random guy, like I I'd, I'd do it. I mean, I that's mean yeah, this... it's the hustle for the girl, but for the guy, it's kind of like, dude
1: it's sad i mean it, or for it, the other girls i can't keep forgetting like girls yeah girls can do this too like yeah guys like and girls it, it's
0: it's it's a little sad on the other end yeah i mean if any of okay i'm I'm catering back to my weebs here for a second if any of you guys are watching rent a girlfriend like you have the same vibe if you if you do this <laughs> uh it, it's just rent an e-girl uh But yeah, honestly, I hope that, like, just just make... I know it's hard right now, at least, but join in other people's Discord servers, try to make friends, talk with people. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have groups of friends from, like, my esports organizations and people who I've met down the line, and we all, like, hang out in my server. Like, we all just Mm -hmm. discuss and, and do that, but... Yeah, I I do agree that there is a significant lack of of females in that lobby, but not like it. The ratio is pretty high, but it like we're really inclusive. Like we we just play Among Us and play games and just try to LFT, you know, like that's (sighs) the whole vibe of of the place. I mean, I don't disrespect the hustle. Like you do what you do. You found a
1: niche, but also it just it really feels like this could go very skeezy very fast. Like how Tinder is supposed to be a quote unquote dating app, like at, the, at least at the beginning, it it it's calmed down. But in the beginning, it was very much like quote unquote dating. You know, you know what i just hookups. Yeah, I didn't want to flat out say it, but yeah, it's it's a, it was a hookup thing, and then it's cleaned itself up. But like with with this, it feels like it can go very wrong very fast.
0: Yeah, I I just hope that. Like, these aren't linked to like OnlyFans or something like that. Like, you just. pull <laughs> like, Thorne. Well, yeah, you, you got Bella Thorne You have like Bell Delphine. Like, if. Okay, like if Bell Delphine were on this egirl.gg thing, like she'd sell out and like. Oh, absolutely. You, you, could, you could sell a game for like a hundred bucks. And you know, some crusty dude who still got Cheez Its crumbs in his beard is going to pay for that. Like, I'm not calling anybody out. Cheez Its are good, but like for real though, like just don't do it. <laughs>
1: Like this is this is why esports and gaming doesn't get as much respect. I feel it's it's this aspect of the culture.
0: Yeah, and if so, is there a reverse of the site too, or it's just like (laughs) dudes like I play with with dudes, play with dudes.
1: Like I
0: I saw I saw a post earlier today, um, and it was just like some sad guy like solo queuing, and it's like. He, texas girls like send dudes and she's like well, did you mean send nudes and she's like no send dudes i need a team <laughs> like i need a squad right now <laughs> like yeah uh, i feel that you can't just solo these anymore but yeah it's um yeah you you need to just like don't 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 go down to this level like i understand like if it's for content like, if you're doing, like, a YouTube video and just being, like, oh, can... If you had Scara, for example, from, like, offline TV, you know, God League of Legends player, like, insane player in general. If you took Scara and, like, four e-girls versus, like, the rest of offline TV, I'd watch that. Like, that would be a hilarious, like, concept. You have, like, one God player and, like, a bunch of people you just picked up online yeah. versus, like, another group of people who know each other really well. So, I could definitely see see that working um but yeah other than that i don't think that there's any use for this Um, what it does is
1: it it continues that fetishization of of the gamer girl and it it makes it solidifies that gaming is not friendly for women unless it's like in a sexual context like guys are gonna try to to hit you up because they want that instead of just playing for fun
0: like yeah i i I guess i mean it's not gonna help them in any way shape or form so yeah this is pretty this is pretty weird honestly like there are gamer girls out there guys like i i know like a lot of people think that you're just a nerd for for playing games but at the same time like it's something that you can like i I proudly put oh God, that I'm an this... esports commentary like commentator on my resume because In the image of e-girl there one of the games you can pick is Overwatch. It's there. Do, does that mean it's gonna be Matt and I and four e-girls versus like my <laughs> B team? <laughs> like, how would that work? I mean, it would be interesting. Heroes <laughs> of the storm is listed here. Yeah. I I don't I don't know anymore. Like, oh boy, I'm, I'm at a point where I just think, just just play. If you play and meet people in terms of like online, like chat rooms and stuff like that, like that's a better way of like making a real connection, other than you know, let's buy an e for five dollars and see what happens. I mean, like I know people. Uh, it, t- I'm not going to say who, but I do
1: know people who have had successful relationships from meeting on a game, uh, from meeting on Overwatch. I do know people, and they're still going strong, like, what, three, four years later, two years later? I don't know how long it's been, but they're still going strong.
0: I mean, um, Kumo and V-Flight actually met through oh. playing Overwatch, and they're married now. So, oh, I mean, well, see, it
1: does happen.
0: It works. So, But the thing is, like, there's a difference between well, you, meeting somebody IRL then also meeting somebody in game but i could also see like but also falling in love team. with somebody who's playing somebody like yeah if you're meeting them naturally through your games that's something different yeah, like that's like just you're not,
1: you're not gonna find your future by buying five dollar games with this person they're yeah, they're, exactly. they're a character it's a role they're playing yeah like exactly. i don't think bell delphine in real life is
0: like ooh every five seconds yeah for, she, for sure I, I don't I don't I don't know man. I, Maybe that I just really, really is know. oh there's a
1: discount one. There's one that's four dollars on this image P- posted to Facebook.
0: So someone someone's offering their rate a little bit lower. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean that's the thing. Like I, I remember people saying, I, Oh, I know who did it. Um this guy's toast did something on eGirl.gg where he was like, Yeah, you could play a game of league with me and like he he was the most like bought person and it's just like yeah you get to play with a popular streamer. that's so worth it yeah. like for five bucks like to hang out with like one of your streamers that you like watch every day that'd be so worth it like oh if you were to flip the script it's like kuno if it's like kuno were to do it then you get like a bunch of eagles, like for sure um Offline TV pay me. I, I I came up with the idea. I mean, it's just, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, it's interesting to see that. Um, it, it's kind of sad too. Just, just I mean, just, if you just, want, just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, just a little bit. Yeah, as long as we don't see your credit card history, I think we'll be okay. Oh but boy, I I feel like it's only there for content. Like you're only playing with these females to for content like there's nothing more that's coming out of it like you're not getting any real benefit out of it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well now that we've talked about that anything anything on your end kevin that you'd like to share with us before we end our our anniversary
0: episode um yeah i guess we could just mention a couple things um I was reading recently. Uh, Jay Hong is actually looking for a team again. Ooh. So he he was saying he wasn't really feeling it because of the current the last meta, which is very, you know, shield heavy. Uh, double shield was really not his style, and he wasn't really feeling it. Like even through like goats and stuff like that, he felt like it was really different. But with the now resurgence of dive, it is very much in Jay Hong's wheelhouse. So it's just a matter of time before we figure out if Jehong is going to come back to a team. And if so, which team? Um, I feel like that's going to be the real question that comes out of this is um, we understand that, you know, Hawks ended up on NYXL. Um, a lot of the London Spitfire players landed up on the old Seoul dynasty. The Vancouver Titans team is now like completely disassembled. So who picks up Jay Hong? He wants to continue his career, so where does he land? I hope the Titans take him.
1: Well, no, they don't need a DPS. Actually,
0: they they don't need J. Hong. They, they need, need J. Hong. Like J. Hong is good on you know his Ana and his Zen. Okay, so yeah, it's they, just a matter of like they where... could use
1: they could use him then if they could they could get him on heals.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm.
1: Well, I hope he finds something, unlike Bumper, who's just been stuck in
0: Nowhere Land. Yeah. um, I I hope that they they figure it out. But another thing that I want to like toss in, I mean, if you guys are on Twitch often, it is, officially, since it is uh, September, it's September, so uh, subscriptions are cheaper this year, so... If you guys want to come by, say hello to me in uh, on on Twitch. I am at Kanashi GG. Um, I, I play Among Us with our friends, and then on occasion, I'll play. Well, you're gonna see a lot more Overwatch on Thursdays. So I have to train my team, and I also might have to sub in because we're we're running low on players for the school. So it's starting to. They have to bring in the the old people into the matches. So resurrect the old dogs yeah and sometimes like we come in and we take over the match for some reason um i'm trying to get my team to be a little bit more vocal um but if you guys want to see me in coaching mode you can definitely hop on hop on twitch and and see me there so yeah go ahead and do that i'll be on thursday for overwatch for sure so uh keep that in mind
1: well, I guess that wraps it up for us guys. Thanks for a year of listening. Here's to however long Overwatch lasts and however long Bleve wants to have us as podcasters. Um, please actually yeah, send us a message on, send us an email, send us a tweet, an Insta, a Facebook message. Like we, we want interaction. We want to say thank you. So uh, let us know what you want us to do, a giveaway or, or whatever. Um, we'll, we'll do our best to make it work. Um, we will be back next week with the finale of the, uh, this season we're, we're heading into playoff season now. So the first week starts next week starts on Thursday. So we'll take a look at that. Um, and, and whatever news we can dig up overwatch and gaming related wise. So thanks again, guys. And we'll see you next week.
0: Next week, we prepare for the first week of playoffs and find out who our Season 3 champions will be.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe and OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com like to advertise with our show please contact our network at bleed.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next week